Welcome to a new episode of the Surprise Multiplayer Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ozzy Monroe. Today, along with my co-hosts, Jeremy and John, we share candid experiences from our golf escapades and discuss the impact of golf simulators and exciting developments in AI-driven headshot services. We delve deeper into our understanding of golf, its mental challenges, the essence of practice, and the nuances of game management. We also have quite a good laugh at Jeremy's AI headshot journey. Swing right into this engaging discussion and let's level up our game. We can now be reached for feedback, suggestions, and questions at banterreviewcrew at surprisemultiplayer.com. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah. Do we want to talk about golf simulators? I, I first wanted to... I wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about actually, because I want to talk about actually golf simulators. I do, because I actually want to learn something. Oh um, boy, here we go. I, I feel a curveball coming. Here comes the so curve. I need a headshot and I Rossi's didn't want to hire back. somebody. So would you guys like to see what AI oh, has generated for my, my gosh? Did you do the oh, that site? So first I did of all. Two, I did two sites with the exact all, same images. I don't have eight pictures of me to upload. That I don't have glasses. I had to go to my shades. wife's phone. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm disappointed me, though. That's a little weird. I probably have eight. Let me <laughs> look at my phone. I'm disappointed though. Why? Because I thought you were going to ask us to hire the person to take the photos for you. And we were going to get to choose who that person was. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm immediately thinking child clown. <laughs> no, 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 no. I took the exact same 10 photos and I uploaded them to two different services. And I wanted to see that. I haven't seen the results. I pulled up the, the, the pages and there's open it one up. of them gives you a hundred of them. And one of them gives you like 25. So I'll share the screen and you guys can kind of live share. Tell me what you think. So, so before he shares, John, did you look at the one site that Jeremy? I did not. So I saw it, look, but I haven't. I didn't click on it. You got to look at the. They have like about six photos there where they show you the headshot, and then you click mm -hmm. on it, you see the actual picture that the person uploaded. Oh, the it after. Is, yeah. yeah, you see the before. before. They show you the after, yeah. and then you click to see the before. It is amazing. So let's go to the. Here we go. Wait a second. What? <laughs> this is you. This is me. This is not a good version of me. None of this looks like you at all. Not at all. <laughs> this was the cheapest service. I could... Wow. <laughs> it's just <laughs> ran random white guy with a receding hairline and a beard. <laughs> we, could gotten, gotten, we could have gotten Ben to do this. <laughs> You paid for this? Wait, you so paid for this? This, this, this one was this, cheap, yes. Is this actually recording right now? Your oh, pictures? yes. Oh, yeah. my God. That's, that's... <laughs> oh, we got more. Oh, look at oh, that red God. tie. Do I get oh, blush on? <laughs> oh, wait, that one right there kind of uh, looks like you. Which one? To the left. Which one? That one? To the right. To the right. That one. <laughs> I kind of see it. Kind of. Uh, 
this is like now this is like like basically iterating like what like a gene pool would look like if you like you were <laughs> yeah so like, just just for the, the record just for the record these pictures don't look bad no, no they, they don't, don't look bad. they don't look like me yeah they just don't look like you look like Wait, a that guy right there like... kind of looks like you which one up one no left all the way to the left that row uh, maybe passable it looks like it could be like one of your cousins <laughs> yeah exactly. anybody that knows me would be like who the fuck is this yeah this isn't Jeremy. are you happy with the results eh. <laughs> all right then we're going to try the one that got the best rating wait how much did you pay for that Just uh this one was nine dollars nice. this other one was we could totally $39. like it's a racket okay let's see the next one this is 39 dollars oh wow Wait, that one on the right there looks like, yeah. I mean, we know who that looks like. Sort of, <laughs> go to the middle, go to the middle one. Now the one What are you holding up there? What, what, what is? Oh my God! Are you a know. farmer? Stay dressed to like the Unabomber. <laughs> yeah, hiding out in the woods. <laughs> oh, oh, what the fuck is this one? Is it the in the mirror? No, it's like you're in the bed in the stall. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> god, oh, Jeremy, wait. you gained a lot of weight. <laughs> oh, no. oh my god! Oh, these fent. <laughs> wow. uh, balloons? Like, are you standing behind balloons? I think so. It's a like garden I'm a party. I'm a fucking balloon guy. That one on the right, that looks like you. In the dark, creepily, with a backpack yeah. on. That's if it looks like. Oh, I don't know what I did. Did you? So, Jeremy, you didn't use Dreamwave, that site you sent. You paid forty dollars for this. This was this site was forty dollars. This one looks like me if I was uh, somebody uh, else. Yeah, like fifteen yeah. pounds heavier. This looks it, like me if I was somebody else. Oh my god! Oh, I can't wait to send these all to like my they wife. They just pasted people's wait, faces wait, wait. on the Stop same scrolling. body. Stop scrolling. Top right finance. No, right there. It's finance bro. Like that's that angry finance <laughs> bro. That's oh, but it. they even did a shitty <laughs> job with this. It's angry a bad finance job. bro with a kid's backpack. I mean, that kind of looks like you. I mean, which fo actually? Wait, can we see the photos? That I'll pull them up in a second. There's hundreds of these. This is in this is insane. Oh yeah! Oh my God, John, we're creating a website for to do this at the end of. The oh, end totally! Of the this is brilliant. I have. Uh, I'll take off next week. So why didn't you use Dreamwave? I wanted because it didn't get very good reviews, and now I'm looking at it, and this I can. The reviews are just horrible. Dude, I Amazon the Turk, best photos. Select the person's the face. <laughs> Look, dude, that, that so they that render the face. Small. Oh yeah, they render they... the face, and they just paste on a bunch of bodies. Yeah. The Botox. I'm a little disappointed that the ones in his suit jackets do not have you with a backpack as well. That's but a very yeah, so, so they put a body onto a, body, a head on top of a body and then they use stable diffusion to join it. That's about, that's I, it. I mean, maybe, or they just have a green screen and paste a freaking. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would stop. Stop for a second. Stop for a second. The top middle one. Oh, yeah. That is the that's... worst. Head on a body job that I've ever seen. 
I think this one's pretty bad with the fat, white fuzz around my hair. Honestly, the one below that, that that could kind of be you if you so took a photo of right yourself. Here can, yeah, this one could pass as me. This one, no. It's... These are so weird. Like it's like the the you know that these are AI photos just because of how like the person's out of focus or the background's out of focus. It's all that weird straight on camera angle. There's never gonna yeah. there's no like poses that aren't like the same pose. Wait, scroll so down. No, I'm gonna, there was something weird I just saw. Scroll down on the left hand side. It's almost like you're holding like two blocked letters. Keep going. Balloons. So keep going. Weird. Keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. There it is. Oh, yeah. What the fuck did that? Yeah, that is weird. Oh, put my backpack over top of it. In the no, I bet you, that, you look like you're really angry there. Well, he's holding up in these a, giant in letters. In a data center. He's holding oh. up these giant letters. <laughs> Ray, your headshot. Can you get uh, your money back? No. <laughs> I think it's. It was worth every penny. Just I think it was worth the so forty much, bucks. I might was, even. I might so, even send you half of it. <laughs> I got, yeah, I feel I'm bad. Gonna, such a good laugh out of it. I'll buy you a couple of beers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to share them with you guys. So that's going to be my downfall. <laughs> These are. We could make uh, holiday playing cards for Jeremy <laughs> with a different. <laughs> I don't think so. Fu no, funny enough, here. I was supposed to get my my headshots done today. My cousin was supposed to take my headshots for me, but he couldn't make it. Yeah, I got to get one done. Really? And in, uh, yeah. In Come other on. news, I found out today that I got nominated for a top leaders award for Security Magazine and got nice. it. Nice. Are you going to be on the front Congrats. cover? I don't know. Front cover. I'm going to be in a, the March Yo, e Magazine dope. edition. You got to get on that front cover. Wait, oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, we got the dapper man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, so that's going to be... So now I got to redo my headshot. I was going to redo it anyway, but now there's a well, I, little I, bit I, of I an urgency. I got a site for you. Well, uh, we're not... Guess my, what we're not doing? My wife took the headshot that I used. My wife took that photo in Cabo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, some. yeah, there's tons of good pictures. I just that, look good all the time. Yeah. I, wo <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> that's... Oh boy. So let me download all of this. That was pure That's royal awesome. gold. <laughs> I made my night, I gotta say. I, I, I can't believe that people actually honest money on that. The real fake photo was, was bad. The first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, actually, you know I, what? I actually like it better because it doesn't look as fake. So hold on. Yeah, I was going to say the quality of the images were better than the last site we just saw. On the first one, right? Yes, yeah. on the first one. It just did not look. It was just, and here's the thing they did though. They stuck to their guns. It was, it didn't look like you, but it was the same sort of person, just yeah. different styles. It was, I think it was much better done. Yeah. Like you could find one in there if you were needed a headshot real quick, say yeah, this is close enough and put it on LinkedIn and expect everybody nobody to look at it closely yeah pure gold pure gold yeah like this one yeah this one i could pass for copy image 
I won't. What, but. Have you tried it in stable diffusion before? No. I mean, that, that to me, that would be the interesting test, right? Here's a picture of me. Give me two, you know, two or three high definition photos of this guy, you know, being promoting life and liberty and prosperity. You know, give it some kind of like crazy and then say like, you know, make sure he's standing on an eagle with a with American flag and see what it produces. Right. I've done that with Mid Journey with some of our friends at different points in time. <laughs> hey, you gotta you gotta find a enjoyment in, you know, group text, right? <laughs> text. So, are we going to talk about, I want to, I, I, simulators. What's, what goes on in golf, go the golf simulation world? Cause I know nothing about the stuff. So listen, I know a little bit about the technology behind it, but in order to, I think before we get to the technology bit, there's a couple different areas I, I want to talk about why golf aids, not just the technology, but training aids is such a booming market. It is crazy. But before we get to that, we have to rewind to this phenomenon and why people get sucked into golf so easily and so quickly. I know we talked about a little bit before, and John, you talked about you dabble in it, but you pretty much, it's a, a reason to go out and smoke cigars for you and have a couple of drinks and enjoy maybe the golf a little bit. But then I think that falls into one bucket of the types of people that I've seen and that I know that go out and play golf, you have the casuals, which that's the bucket that I would classify you in. The casuals that go out, somebody invites them, they go out, they smoke a cigar, have a drink. They're just casual golfers. Then they're the like ones that are looking for like excuses, reasons to get out of the house, right? Trying to get away from kids, significant other, whatever. Then you have the chill older dudes that have been just go out because they're retired. They just go out to play. They don't care what they shoot. They're just going out there just to walk the course, get a little bit of exercise. Then I think the fourth cat category is like the competitors, right? The folks that go out there and all of a sudden they're really trying to be like Tiger Woods. They like, they see an opportunity here and they're trying like to Like they think shoot. that they're going to be the next Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like they can possibly shoot like single digit handicap and maybe okay. go in some tournaments, mm -hmm. some local tournaments and win. And there's the whole machismo behind it. And a lot of those folks are, I think, either ex-athletes, like they played a sport at some point and they go into it thinking, listen, I played basketball, I played football, I played baseball, like it's golf. I can do this. <laughs> now... I fall into that last category, but for different reasons. The, the, my push behind golf, and I think what got me really wound up in it was I was challenging myself. I've always liked to challenge myself. And for me, it was a challenge of trying to get good fast because I had buddies I were playing with that were, had been playing consistently for a few years. I was way behind them. So when I started playing last fall, throughout the fall and winter, I accelerated like lessons, driving range, and I was going super hard. So then the spring hit and I got out to the golf course. And because I put so much work now back to the best effort episode, right? Where we talked about max effort and putting your best effort in. 
put in all this hard work. I expected to go out there and just see results. And I went out there and shot just as poor or maybe even worse than I did when I started in the fall. That caused this spiral of like pressure, this self-pressure <laughs> that it was like, oh my God, wait a minute. And then I started going to the driving range even more and then playing more. And then every time I went out, if I didn't see the results of all the work I put in, then the pressure grew even more, right? And I, I went through all that just to highlight the fact that I think golf is so much more of a mental game than it is physical. There is the physical aspect of it where you have to understand the physics of why, what to do and why things happen. Once you understand, and I don't mean understand it like Sir Isaac Newton understand physics, just understand if you slice a ball, it's because you're coming out to in. Understand those basic physics, understand what constitutes a good swing. And then from there, you practice that and then it becomes mostly mental. Like you have to get out of your own way. So, and I just wanted to preface the technology talk because I think the golf, like I said before, the training aid industry, which is simulators and tons of non-technical training aids. There are so many things out there you guys wouldn't believe. You're like the swing aids where you can like swing. Yeah. 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 Like they have this thing. Somebody came up with this thing. It's like a hanger and you hook, you hook your arm into it. And I know people that I've met on the golf course that swear by it, where it helps you bring your arm into the right slot and keeps you aligned for that part of the swing. Non-technical, right? But there's tons of those things that sell and there's such a big market for that. Now. Beforehand, I want to repeat what I made an experience because I have a little bit of experience golf and I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes when you don't care is your best game. And it's not that it's that everything <laughs> just falls into place. You're not trying and it just goes. And I can equate that more directly because it happened more often with me is in pool. Pool would be the game where for me, where if I tried, I fucked it all up. I couldn't make anything. But when I didn't care, I wasn't, I was just having fun. It'd be shot after shot after shot. And it just felt, you, you just get the roof smooth. Bam, bam, bam. And you can never reproduce it. You can't sit there and you can't force your mind to be calm. But you just have to confidence. You have to know enough. And then you have to just kind of let it go. Well, that's the difference between a professional and an expert versus a casual player, I think. In, in, in anything. So what you described with golf, Ozzy, and then what you just described with pool, is for me, I'm the same way with like sim racing, right? Like getting really into it, but knowing that I could go around a track in a particular way, but you get the mental pressure. If you're, if you like like racing and you want to do it as like a hobby, it doesn't need to be in video games. It could be in real life, right? You want to win at something. And in order to do that consistently, you have to practice at it. Is this, is, isn't this just how we are wired as humans, like in, in sport, the general sense of the word sport? It is. I, I think it is. But golf is such a hard game to begin with that if you don't remove that mental aspect of it where you're constantly, and if you talk to any golf instructor, they will get you to try to reduce your swing thoughts because that's something I suffered with and tons of people suffer with. 
you go and there's a couple of different things that causes you to screw up. First of all, anybody that's been with me play golf, whether I've just met them on the golf course because I got paired with them. I went alone and I got paired with three other people or, you know, or two other people, or one other person, or it's my buddies. They watch me take a practice swing and they go, my God, your practice swing is amazing. And then I get over the ball and it all goes to crap because I start thinking about it way mm. too much. And then there are so many little mechanical bits that you have to understand weight shift, keeping your lead arm straight, not swaying back on the backswing, keeping your body still. There's so many things that you can't go into the swing thinking about those things. And that's what I was doing, right? You go in and you start thinking about way too many things. There's way too many things to think about. So you have to go in and reduce those swing thoughts. And it's the same with a lot of other sports, but the difference with golf is golf is incredibly difficult. You're hitting a tiny ball with a club that's probably two, like a, an iron is probably two widths of the ball, maybe. And then the area that you can solidly hit the ball and get a good hit is just slightly bigger than the ball itself. You go a half an inch in towards the heel, you're done. Half an inch towards the toe, you're done. Up, down. So there's very little margin for error. So I think that's the difference between like a lot of these other sports and golf. The other thing you got to remember about golf is golf is, it's just you. It's not a team sport where in basketball, listen, I don't necessarily have to think about all these things all the time because I don't always have the ball all the time. I might be rebounding. I might be defending. I might just be setting a screen. Football, same thing. Team sports are just naturally set up that way when you're not constantly doing something all the time. That doesn't mean you, have to, you don't have to think about something all the time. But golf is just you and your action causes the, the sort of reaction to hitting the ball. So it, it's, it's a different dynamic, I think, than a lot of these other sports. Yeah, it definitely, it, you, I, I could see where the pressure is going from where you've perfected your practice swing. And then just it becomes a mental, like now, now you got to do it for real. And I think imposter syndrome is something that, you know, everyone here on this call is familiar with, but yeah, for me, I'm a horrible golfer. I'd have a, like, I, but I feel that too. It's the it's the pressure of being with people and not embarrassing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Then becomes, not only that, there's an additional pressure of, especially if you played another sport before, you get over the golf ball and everybody wants to bomb it. Everybody wants to hit the long shots. So guess what you do? Or guess what I was doing for all, until just recently? You get up there and you tense the hell up and you try to smash the hell out of the ball. You know, when I was playing in the beginning of spring, one in every 20 tee shots, I might hit a really good tee shot. Like I might hit it like 260, 270. But all the rest of them, are sliced or hooked into the woods. So it takes a lot to sort of pull that back and just learn to just really swing easy. And the difference between an easy swing and a really hard swing as far as distance is not that much. It's unbelievable, it's so counterintuitive, but it's not that much. So there's a lot of mental demons you have to fight when you, well, when but you get also over that ball. Learning, 
just like I would have never known that unless I, I put the time in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to put the time in. I mean, if you want to, if you, you don't have to, like, you know, we talked about this when we were joking around about the bet with Jeremy. Oh, I still want to take it. Yeah, and I'm not going to let you do it. If you want to get better, you have to put time in. You have to get the time in. So talking, don't, not talking to Jeremy, talking to me. I am a person when I tell you I can count on one hand the number of times that I've uh, been to a driving range and actually played rounds of golf. Mm -hmm. Would a golf simulator for someone like me who's interested in seeing if I want to, you know, start going to courses, is it worth me spending the money for that assistance or is it worth me going to, like, how do I get started in the sport? So you can start off by going to a driving range, a simulator, right? Either driving range or an indoor simulator. Because I think even though now we're drifting into the technology side, even though the technology's gotten better and there is a, a high end and there's a lower end, but even the lower end, you're going to spend probably just for the launch monitor, probably close to a little bit under a grand, not a lot of money, but then you have to have the space, you have to have a projector, you have to have some place where you can swing the club, you have to have the netting, you have to have all that set up as well. So starting at a, let, let's say I started a driving range and I just enjoy at least driving. How, how, how would I practice my short game other than, you know. Short game is, it, it's one of the toughest things to practice because you can go practice putting. There are tons of places with, with putting greens. Sure. But the short game is hard. You can't find too many places with that have a, a sand bunker or an area where you can practice chip shots. I found a place in Queens that's near the two golf courses that I play where they have a separate area where you can practice your chip shots and they have a sand bunker. And that's, you pay separately, but it's like 10 bucks for an hour or something like that. But it's fantastic. Probably. Other than that, if you don't have that, the only way to get better is to play. It's the only way you're going to get better. And the cruel part to it, and I say cruel because it is cruel, you go play you might end up in a sand bunker and I say it like it's a bad thing and the sand bunker is not a great thing, but you might end up in a sand bunker once or twice around. That's, that's not enough to get good at anything. You're not really practicing anything. So what you have to do is, and this is why it becomes an investment. You have to watch videos. You have to understand the, the physics of it. You have to, at least if you understand that part, and you can recall that if you haven't practiced, like you don't have a place to practice your short game and you can recall that when you're in a bunker then great, then you might get some benefit from it. Other short game shots, you can practice at a driving range. You can go to driving range. Nothing says that you have to hit it 200 yards down the field. Like I go to a driving range and I start off by practicing just some 20 foot, 25 foot chip shots. like pick a target, different chip shots as well, like a flop shot, a chip shot, a bump and run. I'll practice those through like maybe a quarter of the bucket that I've purchased. And then I'll like work my way up my clubs, like a nine, seven hybrid driver. So what kinds of simulators have you used and which ones do you like, 
if you were to have your dream simulator, what would you build? So that's that's a good point. There's so there's the high end. Let's talk about the high end of the market, right? There's TrackMan. TrackMan mm-hmm. is probably the top. It's very well known. It's that's what I've yeah. saw when I first searched for golf simulator. It was like there it is. Like, yeah. That's what I'm on yeah. right now. I'm like, oh, take you need ten feet plus. You need this. You need this. Yeah. There's there's another one, Lightscope, I think it's called. It's another one that's pretty popular. But before you decide which one you want to pick, you also have to pick the technology. Because there are two main technology types that are used with these launch monitors. There's either the radar, which uses Doppler radar. And I'm, I'm sure both of you guys know what Doppler does. But for the audience that may not know for the two people that are listening, that are going to listen. Doppler is based on the Doppler effect where it, it measures frequency of something. And as the best way to describe it is that sort of ambulance going by where you hear the ambulance and then as it goes far away, the, the sound sort of changes. That's the Doppler effect. So these launch monitors use Doppler radar. It picks up on a ball and as the ball moves away, it sends frequency out and it gets frequency back and it's able to determine how far the ball's gone, the height, the spin Between of the ball. Between each of the pings. It, it exactly. Got it. Okay. Exactly. The other technology is called photometric. It's just cameras just, taking yeah, hundreds, yeah, hundreds of frames a second. And it's, and with the photometric, when you go to a lot of these driving ranges, they have to have, you see the balls that have stripes on it mm-hmm. and the stripes are, or you can do it if you have your own, you can just paint, like use a marker and paint dots on the ball, like a few dots. And that's how, with photometric, it's able to pick up on that to determine spin rate and things that under normal conditions, you wouldn't be able to pick up. And there's a difference also of which one is best where you're practicing, right? Outdoors. Photometric is not going to be as great, depending on the conditions. Cloudy day, visibility, that type of thing. So typically for the photometric, so I've seen, uh, again, I've seen two different types. I've seen kind of the ceiling mounted ones that I, I guess go that look at, down at you, like the projector, but then it's like a bar that's above you that looks down at your shot. And then I've seen the ones that have like little boxes that you can carry with you. So are those... So the- Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to ask, are, are those both examples of the photometrics or is one prop the one's probably like the radar one, right? So you usually have the projector and that just projects your simulation onto your screen. Typically what, what you'll see is the radar ones are set up behind the ball mm-hmm. and the photometric ones are typically set from... If I'm, I'm here, my ball's here, it's mm-hmm. the camera's pointing at me, straight at the ball, straight at me. Got it. Some of them, I think TrackMan has a combination of both, radar and photometric. I'm looking and, at TrackMan now. I think they do everything you can possibly imagine if yeah. you want to add it on. Yeah. TrackMan, TrackMan is an amazing technology and it's high end, right? That's why it, it costs so much. It looks awesome. Yeah. Only, my build out was only 20,000. That's not that bad. If you were starting out, right, you can get like the Mevo. I've heard 
for the company Mevo. I have a Mevo camera when my daughter was doing softball, travel softball to film her games when she was thinking about playing in college. They make good sort of camera equipment. They have a photometric launch monitor. That's, I don't know the price, but I don't think it's that much. It's on lower end. So let me ask you a question. My wife grew up in a, a town where there was, and I grew up in a town where there's several different country clubs. And for people that were avid golf players, they generally had to buy into a country club and pay dues and et cetera, et cetera, if they wanted to be able to play on the courses in these towns. I personally, I don't know what that would cost, but I imagine the costs over time are much more than $25,000. If you were someone living in an area like that and not in a city, would you choose one or the other? I know they're for different, you're also getting the socialism aspect of being on a golf course, but I feel like you get more utility out of being able to play more often, but you're not getting the actual course, like playing outside. Oh, you're talking about, so wait, when you're talking about playing at a, like being a member at a golf course, you're talking about using the simulators indoors for practice. Yeah, for practice. Or you're just talking about playing, right? Just, just practicing, not playing. Because obviously you're going to want to go play uh, yeah. many courses that are not where you're at normally. Right. So most golf courses, most private golf courses have a driving range. They'll have putting greens. And they'll have indoor facilities, simulators, so that you can, throughout the winter, the members can go there and oh. practice on the simulators as well. So all things equal, right? Let's say cost wasn't a factor. Let's say it was a club that was welcoming of everybody and all sure. those things were, were on even ground. I would absolutely probably look to, to become a more, member of golf. Because it's more than just like a place to go play golf, right? It's a social yeah, club. Yeah, because it's, 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 yeah, it's a social club. Okay. They typically have restaurants, bars, and that becomes like your place to yeah. hang out. So. And there's value in, I mean, I'm a member of one here and it's wonderful just because it's a place to go. You know, the people and it's being consistent group. And in fact, they just installed the simulator. So you got to come up, Ozzy, we'll try it out. Yeah, I'm absolutely do. Try that out. It's yeah. an easy train ride for you. We should make a plan. We kind of maybe lug equipment and do a day at the I'll, simulator I'll and then the record equipment. a record an episode right after that. I like it. Uh, they even have conference rooms we can use there. So we can even nice. do the conference room. Doing it the live. The whole nine yards. Yeah. So real quick on, on this, just one of the questions I have. And again, I, I compare this to sim racing only in the sense that there's a real life thing you could do and a fake thing you can do. And for me, I enjoy the sim racing because it's a game. I can play it. I don't expect that to translate to me driving a car. How close, what does this actually translate to when you, you know, is it the swing, getting your mentally prepared, but ultimately like practicing a course on here, is it, is it going to get you any advantages if you actually play the same course? So you're talking about doing a simulator versus actually playing a golf course. Let's say you play the simulator for the same course a hundred times. When you go to that course, will you be better off because of that sim time 
or will it only be a function of how many times you've been on grass? Yeah. Recently? There's, there's a big difference between actually playing on a course versus practicing period, whether it's a simulator, whether it's a driving range, simulator and driving range will get you better at the mechanics. You'll have the, the muscle memory, the repetitive motion, you better your mechanics so that you don't have to think about that when you get on a golf course. So there's a distinct difference between practicing your swing and actually playing golf, understanding the game of golf, because now you get into the area of it's much more than just your swing. It's game management. It's when you hit a shot that's out a little bit into the woods off of the fairway and you think I can probably hit this thing between these two trees and the trees are like maybe three feet apart versus I'm going to go, instead of going directly down towards a hole, I'm just going to hit it 20 yards off to the side, get it back on a fairway, take my medicine and then hit a clean shot from there. That's what a lot of golfers don't do, especially, you know, when they're not professional, obviously, and when they haven't played for a long time. They're not good at course management and game management. And there's no substitute for that. Like you have to go play. You have to get on a golf course and play to get better at that. So yeah, simulator, driving range for mechanics, yes, will absolutely help you. But you have so to also get out there and play. So the simulator doesn't give you any advantage in game management? Because I would think that at least you if you're playing the, the same course that you're going to play at, let's say they had that in the simulator. Right. A little bit. A I little bit. Think. Maybe like a 15% if you had to put I, a number on it. But and, there's nothing and, compared to like playing. And, and there's the little things that like I think Ozzy's explaining is there's, you're uh, in the rough, but you're at a 45 degree. So your, your feet are right, seven right. inches like above Things the that ball. you're not. Ever gonna you're never going to do yeah. that in the simulator. And you're like, that's what he, I, I, I'm taking that holistic picture yeah. as what it he means. rained by, and you're standing yeah. on like grass. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you play the ball as it lies. And it's yeah. really, don't know why you've got to divot. That actually that Jeremy, that's a great point that I didn't bring up before when I, when you were talking about the short game and how you can't really practice that. You can practice it at the, at the driving range. You can't practice sand bunkers unless you have that facility. The other thing that you can never really practice, you'll never get practice in. You only have to play it and get frustrated time and time again. And then you have to do the research and learn how to hit these shots is the ball below your feet and the ball above your feet. When you're on a little bit of the slope and the ball is higher than your feet. And when you're on the downslope and the ball is below your feet. I can think of the mechanics and the mechanics just to go, everything just changed. And now you're, you've been practicing the thing that you're not going to do right now. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Oh my God. And those shots, I, most of my summer last summer lived with the ball below my feet or above my feet. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate these shots drive me crazy because you don't get to practice them. But, I'm going to put a two by four back here and I'm going to try practice this yeah. way. Exactly. J Jeremy. But over you, time, you, said, you learn how to do it. You said divots. And I, for, for a second, my was like, what the hell is he talking about? The, the, 
The only rounds of golf I've ever played have been on private courses. <laughs> so I don't even know. That, yes, John has his first world problems where he doesn't yeah. have to experience divots on a public yeah. or semi. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, but but I guess that happens a lot. Oh, yeah, you go to courses where you get in a fairway and it's all chewed up. So how like, often do they rotate? I guess that's a whole thing, right? How they have to manage the courses and make sure that the previous day's people didn't tear up the whole. There's an etiquette with golf that was pretty strong. And I wonder how that's changed because there was a really strong etiquette to not leave behind when I played divots, marks, There'd be as dirt. much as you possibly There'd be could. Some you know, yeah. you have the thing on the, yeah, I mean. The ball marks, you... your ball marks on the green, you fix. Yeah. yeah. It's still a strong culture of that, depending on where you play. Like you, you play in a private club and the fairways oh, are nice. Yeah. Like when you get a cart, they give you the sand so that you refill. If you hit a divot, if you hit a divot, you usually get a, a nice chunk of turf that you go yeah, yeah. five, 10 feet in front of you, pick it up, put it back in. And then it just regrows, like the roots regrow. Or if you can't replace it, you fill it with sand and then they'll come and repair that. Your ball marks on the, on the greens, you repair those. But you go to a public course like in Queens and nobody's fixing divots. Nobody's repairing ball marks. It's really crappy. But the etiquette and the culture in golf is very interesting, very strong, very, very strong. Like you got to understand what to do and what not to do especially when you're playing on a private course, you really have to follow those rules. And it's weird because you watch any professional golfers, like they're really strong on etiquette. But if you ever watch the Phoenix Open, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which is, it's very different from any of the other Opens. And for some reason, everyone's okay with this. It's like a thing, but the crowd, you know, you go to a regular golf course, a regular tournament, nobody's saying anything, everybody's quiet. At the Phoenix Open, not when you're hitting, obviously. They don't make noise when the player's hitting. They still have that etiquette. But after the player hits, they are going batshit crazy. There's a famous player. hole. There's a famous hole. It's, the, it's a par three hole. I think it's the 16th. They built stands for the fans around the green. And it's the stands are like maybe three tiers, three levels up. So it packs a lot of people in. If you hit a hole in one, the fans go, they start throwing cans of beer and cups of beer and Google, Google it, Google it. And it is the most amazing thing. And the golfers get into it also. Like golfers start, like you can tell like when they play these other tournaments, they want to be like that. They want to let that out, but they can't because it's not proper etiquette. Yeah. But you watch them at the Phoenix Open and they go crazy. Like you'd had golfers that, you know, one guy hit it close to the hole and then got a birdie and ripped his shirt off. Right. Wow. And the other guy that he was playing, his partner ripped his shirt off and the PGA reprimanded them for ripping their shirt off. But the crowd loved it. This went crazy. Are crazy. I just, I just, um, I put on the uh, YouTube video of hole 16, like the best yeah. moments. And yeah. This is insane. I think a lot of golfers really would prefer to play like that 
where they're showing their emotion, where they're getting pumped. Cause but you, it's just I feel not like with a lot of sports that adrenaline that juices you like you play even when golfers are playing with more emotion, they're pissed off or something like they do better. They well, do it sometimes. at the, they do it at the Phoenix open. They let themselves go. And at the Ryder cup when it's uh, U S versus yeah. U S versus the world. They get they never, really pumped up. You used to live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I never played at this course. I want to go back. Why? I want to go on a trip to Arizona and do like a, they have really good spas there, so my wife can do the spa. I can do golf. I'll do the spa, so I don't care. But at oh. some point, I'm going to go back there. Golfing is a, a major sport in Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I played. Yeah. There's a lot of good courses. FK played Kevin Creek. There we go. So to, just to close out on the simulator, uh, have you tried... TrackMan or, or simulators that are more expensive, high end, and then probably the ones that are what lower end. Yeah, I took lessons for a while, and where I was taking lessons was indoor simulator, and they had the TrackMan technology. And you notice a difference? You, I was just going to say, it is amazing what your mind does when you don't. And this is what my instructor used to tell me. Obviously, reduce the swing thoughts. Don't think mm -hmm. about it. Just react to it. Your mind will adjust. So with the track man, it gives you a lot of great stats, right? Attack angle, which attack angle is how far does the club go down into the ground like your irons and make a divot, right? Right. That's your attack angle. And then there's club path. Club path is, and it's by degrees. Minus four plus four is a huge difference. So I would swing and he'd want me in the minus, not too far in the minus, but minus two, minus three is good. He would say, okay, you're at plus four. We want to bring that in a little bit. Within three to five swings, I'm in the minus. I'm, because you that have that is, feedback. That is, yes. That is five degrees different. If you asked me right now to turn my club five degrees, I wouldn't know how to do it. I wouldn't know how to consciously turn it so that I can do it five degrees. But during the swing, the, the brain works it out. And that's why for me, the analytics was so huge when I was taking lessons. One last point that I'll give you on that. Was that a lesson one time? And he's trying to get me to straighten out my shot. I forgot what I was doing, but I was hitting a little bit off. And he's like, all right, this is what we're going to do. He took, he had this like long metal pole. It was probably like maybe half inch sort of diameter pole on a, on a base, right? I don't know what he uses it for. He put it in the middle of the screen. He said, aim for the pole, hit the pole. Like this and that's really hard to do. <laughs> and if you try to do it, if you consciously like, but your thoughts are like, I want to hit the pole. You're not going to hit the pole. But I wasn't focused on hitting the pole. He just said, okay, go into your stance, look up, look at the pole, look back down, take your swing. Within 10 shots, on the 10th shot, and this was, he's like, all right, listen, he's giving me, he'd give me, it was like an hour lesson, he'd give me extra time. He said, okay, last shot, 
We're going to have to, I got somebody waiting. We're going to have to wrap it up. Bang, hit the pole. <laughs> You're like, yes. That just goes to show that the feedback, whether it's something as simplistic and as mechanical as here's a pole, hit the pole, or whether it's getting the stats and your mind saying, okay, I'm hitting plus four degrees club path. I need to bring it down to the negative. It makes a huge difference. But you also have to understand the physics and the mechanics of the swing also to be able to adjust. We got to set a date. Oh, we do. Uh, I'm January 3rd. <laughs> I mean, it's close for me. I can do this anytime. What are you doing for yeah. Insurrection Day? <laughs> Recording a podcast, I think. That's a Saturday. <laughs> We should record that day regardless, just to, or release the other podcast on that day. <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the simulator soon. Yeah. It's easy. I got to find a place. So like we have Top Golf here, like that's taken over a lot of the driving ranges. I just need to find a regular driving range. Yeah. That's, that's just entertainment. That's like. Fun with the family, mm -hmm. buddies, go out and drink, swing the club. You got to find a real range. Yeah. And listen, if, if you want, the other thing you got to prevent is, or try to prevent yourself from doing is going down the rabbit hole of, you start to YouTube like a thousand different people, different instructors, different voices, different techniques. It'll, it'll send you in a lot of different directions. There's a couple of really good people that I have that I follow on YouTube and on Instagram. I'll send you their links. Just keep to one, one or two people. That's it. If you want to get the instructional tips. That makes sense. And let me know when you guys are ready to go out. Oh, I'm always ready to go out. It will be entertaining for you, Dazi, to say the least. We've I'll done be it before, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was Top Golf too. No, it wasn't Top Golf. It was uh, Chelsea Pierce. I thought, the, I thought Chelsea Pierce was Top Golf, but yes, no, it's not. Well, we, we we did the simulator upstairs, and then we did the outside thing too. I did Chelsea Pierce. Yes. Did we? Did isn't there like a team building event we did there? Yes, I actually I do remember that. So I correct my previous statement. I have gone to a simulator. I, <laughs> or a I wasn't invited to that one. But Jeremy and I and another friend went to went to Chelsea Piers and did the indoor simulator for a couple hours. Alright, we'll make a date. We'll make a date early next year and get together and do this. That wraps it up for this episode of the Surprise Multiplayer Podcast. As always, we thank you for listening and hope that you'll join us again soon. As a reminder, any feedback, suggestions, or questions can be sent to banterreviewcrew at surprisemultiplayer.com. Until next time, keep exploring and stay curious.